whenever you go into Catskill, you could look down and imagine glaciers below you. I think the weather challenges on this incident were particularly difficult. Whereas Pennington Mountain is totally opposite. It's a mountain on top of a crater. It was really the development of New York State. Catskill didn't respond to that. Inside the line, the Catskills. All right, welcome everybody to episode 34 of Inside the Line, the Catskills. I am going solo tonight. Um, I had a scheduled interview with a friend of mine who is a local legend, an author, and a peak bagger, uh, a very, very well-known hiker in the Catskills. Uh, Unfortunately, he had to reschedule, um, but I will have him on here in, in a couple of weeks. Can't wait for that. So once again, going solo, hopefully you'll enjoy this. Uh, tonight, I will be talking about the hardest and most difficult hikes in the Catskills. All right. I'd like to thank monthly subscribers, Darren White, John Comiskey, Vicki Ferreira, Jim C., Michael Wagner, and Alec Betancourt. Thank you guys very much uh, for donating the show. Really, really appreciate it. Um, we'll just go right into everything. I'm not having anything to drink. Just got home from work, rounded up the dogs and stuff like that. So went right into recording previous hikes. I do not have any previous hikes, but I am looking to go in on a hike this weekend with my wife. We're looking to maybe go up uh, Indian head or twin. I'm not quite sure yet. Most likely twin. We'll see how that West side is doing. Actually, we'll be talking about that tonight. So I'm very, very excited. Um, so uh, going into Catskill news, I have some Catskill New York news. So we're going to break this up into two different sections. Um, so the volunteer opportunities, 3500 tr- Club Trailhead Stewards. Check it out. They, I will post a link. They have links on the internet. Check it out. Cool, easy, fun stuff. You're sitting at trailheads of Woodland Valley or Slide Mountain. And you greet the hikers, make sure they're prepared for the hike, make sure they know what they're going getting into, maybe just talk to them a little bit about the elevation gain and distance, you know, the weather, uh, if there's coming up, maybe sunset, because a lot of people arrive at like, you know, three o'clock, and they don't know that the sun goes down at eight o'clock and it gets dark, which is pretty sad, but that's what we're there for. So check it out. You can sign up for the weekends, and I believe there's a couple weekdays on the that falls on the holidays please sign up. You sign up. Uh, I'll give you a shout out in here. Uh, let me know when you're going to be signing up because maybe I'll sign up that day too. I usually have Sundays off and I got to sign up for those certain days. So check it out. 3,500 club trailhead stewards. Also volunteer opportunities with the Catskills trail crew. And this is a little organization that my friend Matt made when I knew him from the 3,500 club committee. He made a trail crew that uh, takes care of the trails in the Catskill Mountains a little bit faster than than they usually normally do. So they cut blowdown down. They set up rocks in muddy places. They do whatever it takes to make the trail easier. And also so there's less trail widening so people don't skip those muddy areas, go around and make the trail wider, which it sh- you shouldn't do. So make sure you go through all those muddy areas so we don't have to do this stuff. But check out the Catskills trail crew. I will post their link in the show notes. Going to be some cool stuff. They've already started. They're already kicking ass at what they do. So Matt, hopefully I'm going to have you on here. Hopefully you listen, but check them out. Uh, Raj, 
I'd like to congratulate her on her 3,500 finish. She finished on Cornell Mountain just a couple of days ago, I believe. Congratulations, Roz. Really awesome accomplishment. One of the various accomplishments of my life. So now let's move on to uh, some New York news. All right. So the DEC releases a statement every week or month or every two weeks about what's what they've done in the uh, the good old state of New York. Um most of it is, uh, of course, search and rescue and uh, rescues along that time. But some of it's training that they did with local fire departments or local authorities and stuff like that. So it's really cool stuff. So I took down some notes of some of the main topics or main main activities that they did. So in the, in the town of Southampton, uh, there was a prescribed burn. And what a prescribed burn is, is that they start the burn themselves. They contain it themselves. On May 15th, forest rangers worked with the Central Pine Barrens Commission, U.S. Fish and Wildlife, and Brookhaven National Lab to conduct a prescribed burn at David A. Cernoff Pine Barrens State Forest. The team burned approximately four acres to maintain a pitch pine oak and pitch pine scrub forest and woodlands while increasing the forest resiliency to the southern pine beetle. Southern pine beetle is a bad thing, eats away at the trees and kills the trees which causes more forest fires because of the dead trees and the dry trees. So thank you for that, forest rangers. All right, in the town of Hunter on May 18th, 9.30 p.m., Green County requested forest ranger assistance with the call of an injured hiker at Catterskill Wild Forest. Rangers Alwyn and Dawson responded and discovered two hikers from Washington, D.C. that were lost approximately one half mile from the long path. Rangers hiked from Steenberg Road, reached the two hikers, and helped the pair back to the trailhead by 3.30 a.m. Great job, Alwyn and Dawson. Hopefully you're listening. Dawson, i got to get you on here, please. If you're listening, I'll give you a ring. I got your number. So, Also, in the town of Essex, which is up in the wilderness or the Adirondacks, uh, there was a wilderness rescue on May 24th at 9.37. Forest Ranger P responded to a report of an overdue hiker who had planned the kind of the Gothics Mountain. At 11.43 p.m., Ranger P located the subject's vehicle in the Roaring Brook parking lot. Ranger P was joined by Ranger Meckes, and the two rangers searched the Roaring Brook Valley throughout the night with negative results. Twelve rangers and volunteers from the Adirondack Climbers Coalition joined the search the following morning. At 10.10 a.m., Rangers located the subject approximately two miles from the Rowing Brook Trailhead. The 53-year-old from Saratoga Springs had two unstable lay injuries. 21 Rangers from Regions 4, 5, and 6 assisted with the carryout. New York State Police Aviation, with Ranger DeCintio serving as a hoist operator, hoisted the injured climber to safety. Due to weather conditions, the helicopter was forced to land in Raybrook. The hiker was taken to Saranac Rescue to the hospital. Resources were cleared at 7.30. Now, I found out later on, the DEC posted something later on that the hiker fell 50 feet and broke both of his legs. So being that far out into the wilderness, it's a tough rescue, number one. And then number two, it's a tough carryout. That's why they had uh, 21 forest rangers uh, helping them out. So definitely a crazy time up in the Adirondacks. There's always crazy times up in that area. People are a little un prepared but that's that's what happens and this one this guy was prepared but unfortunately he had a a rare accident uh up in the great adirondack so next town of hunter uh there was a wilderness recovery it's unfortunate so 
Um, on May 22nd, 1235 p.m., Forest Ranger Alwyn responded to Platte Clove Road for a report of a fallen hiker. Ranger Alwyn was joined by DEC's Division of Law Enforcement and Bureau of Invest- Environmental Crime Investigations, New York State Police, Green County Paramedics, and Ranger Lieutenant Slade, Dawson, Ellis, Fox, John, and Kreft. Rangers conducted a technical rope rescue recovery after the individuals pronounced deceased at the scene. The Hopewell Junction woman's body was transferred to the custody of the Green County Coroner. Resources were clear at 6.40 p.m. Uh, the New York State Police is leading the investigation. So down the Placove area, it's a very dangerous area, very slippery, receives very little light. So everything is moss covered or just very slippery rock. Um, a lot of deaths have happened in the Platte Clove area, and it's very, very unfortunate. But uh, thank you to the Rangers and everybody else who was involved for that recovery. And uh, it was it's probably really tough uh, doing that stuff. So thank you once again, Rangers. Uh, let's see, in the, in the town of Poland, in the Chautauqua County, there was another wilderness recovery. On May 23rd at 1.21 p.m., Forest Ranger Captain Plasted and Ranger Hottenbach responded to a request for an assistant with a recovery in the town of Poland. A canoe was drowned in the Conewago Creek, and additional responders included DEC operations staff, New York State Police, Chattooga County Tech Rescue, and Sheriff's Office, and emergency services, and also the Kennedy, Freensburg, and Ellington Fire Departments. By 4.30 p.m., the body was removed from the water and turned over to the, shock, was turned over to the coroner. Resources were clear at 5.30 p.m. Now I got to look up where this is at because I have no clue where Chattooga County is. So let's check it out. Chattooga County is over near Erie. Oh, wow. So that's a little bit further away than I thought. So yeah, so thank you for the Rangers and uh, everyone who helped out with that recovery. Unfortunately, it was a recovery, so. All right, so how about we go into a little Katskalam history? So this was taken from the book called The Kudish and the Catskill, which is a collection of articles written by Dr. Michael Kudish in honor of his 50th anniversary of dissertation of vegetational history in the Catskill High Peaks. I mean, so partially this isn't history, but it talks a little bit about Catskill vegetation. So this is called Ridgelines of the Western Catskills. Something unexpected occurs along the high elevation ridges and peaks of the western Catskills. Hikers who are familiar with the summits of Graham Mountain, the Beaverkill Range, Drybook Ridge, Millbook Ridge, Woodpecker Ridge, Bel Air Mountain, Hockett Mountain, Fly Mountain, Bear Pen Mountain, Mount Pisgah, and Platko Mountain, all above 3,300 feet, know that these peaks are covered entirely with northern hardwood forest. There is no spruce and fir, instead are yellow birch, black cherry, beech, red maple, mountain ash, and in lesser abundance, sugar maple. The reasons for these lack of spruce and fir along the western high ridge lines is actively being studied. It is definitely material for another Catskill Life article or another article by Dr. Kudish. After hiking the spruce fir peaks in the eastern Catskills, next time you visit these western all hardwood peaks, look beneath your feet and examine the ground clover plants. You may be surprised. They are predominant boreals. They are the same species that are found under the spruce and fir further east at the same elevations. What this tells the forest historian is that these ground cover plants do not require the evergreen trees for their existence. They are not obligated to grow under them. 
they do just as well in the northern hardwoods. In other words, these boreal ground cover plants, when they occur under spruce and fir, are thereby coincidence. They require similar growing conditions of soil, light, and climate as they do spruce and fir, but not the spruce and fir themselves. These hardwoods above them provided equally adequate site to growth. Cool stuff. Thank you, Dr. Kunish. I'm going to have you on sometime. I got to get a hold of you. And I got to get a hold of you by phone. I remember David uh, telling me that you don't respond to emails as greatly as you respond to uh, the phone. So thank you, Dr. Kudish, for that little uh, insert about Catskills vegetation and history. So let's move on to the topic and the guest of the night. Me, topic of the night is hardest, most dangerous hikes in the Catskills, in my opinion. Let's go. So give a warning out. These hikes are extremely dangerous if you haven't done them already. Proper footwear, map and compass, water, food, hiking experience is always acquired, which is all part of the 10 essentials. So once again, these hikes are crazy. What I think are the craziest in the Catskills, most of them are trails. So that is, is a different aspect. I mean, you could, any bushwhack off of uh, herd paths can become the most difficult hike you've ever done to uh, involving root finding, stepping in leaf holes, rolling your ankle all the time, uh, making the distance a little bit more because you went the wrong way. Uh, very, very many possibilities because bushwhack can make the hike insanely difficult. I mean, look at Friday. You don't follow the herd path Friday and you go up on the wrong side, up on the, the northern side of Friday, and that could be the most difficult hike you've ever encountered because of the ledges. The ledges are deadly over there and deadly as, I mean, there's someone who's, there has been someone who's died on that side. So also these hikes become extremely more difficult in the winter due to ice and snow. The ice gets crazy in the Catskills. And if you don't have the proper gear to handle a hike, like microspikes, crampons, and, and the right pair of snowshoes with crampons on the bottom, um, you'll be risking your life. And uh, especially if you're doing that solo and you'll be risking the, the rescuer's lives that come and save your ass. So definitely get the proper gear, be prepared for the hikes. These hikes are not in any sense easy all times of the year and extremely more difficult in the winter. So yeah. Uh, let's, let's, I'm going to talk really quickly about some bushwhacks that have been extremely difficult. So one of the times me, my friend James and my friend Sean went up slide mountain from Woodland Valley and battled, uh, the area that John Burroughs climbed up, uh, one time for one in one of his essays, uh, crazy hike, steep ledges everywhere, probably 10 or 11 pitches that we had to go up to. It was crazy. It was crazy 100% bushwhack and 100% fun. It was an awesome time. I always say on the way down when my knees are killing me that I would never do it again, but I would definitely do that one again. It was fantastic. I had so much fun. Another one that I did that was crazy uh, that also was very dangerous is climbing up Cornell from Moonhaw. Uh, we went up a, a ridgeline that followed straight up to the summit of the Cornell mountain. And there was ledges after ledges. You know, we had to hike in shoots and stuff. Blowdown was massive. It was a miserable, but once again, one of those awesome hikes that you'll never forget. One of those times, once again, that you're saying on the way down that you're never going to do this again, or either on the way up, you're going to say never going to do this again, but you're going to do it again. I'm definitely going to do it again. I'm going to show another friend that definitely another crazy bushwhack hike. If you go up North Dome from the Eastern side, it is a massive gain in a very short time. There are ledges that are crazy 
steep and that you need to think a lot on North Dome. Basically, you take Devil's Path and then you take a right and then go straight up North Dome. I had a miserable time because uh, not only of the ledges, uh, it was like my third bushwhack. Also, there was a very large abundance of black flies and nettles. It was pretty crazy. It was pretty crappy. The black flies ruined the whole hike. I probably would have enjoyed that hike, but the the black flies were just outrageous and horrible that I didn't really enjoy that hike. So check out those hikes if you can. Remember, you got to be please know your bushwhacking skills. You got to be extremely good at bushwhacking, map and compass, GPS, whatever. Always carry a map and compass, but do not do these hikes unless you are extremely skilled at bushwhacking. So let's move on to the most dangerous and the most toughest hikes in the Catskills to me. Remember, so that to me, everybody's going to have their different opinions, of course. So my first uh, crazy trail uh, that I think is, is dangerous and, uh, and tough is the approach to Twin Mountain from the West. To me, this approach definitely blows all the others ones away. From the trail junction to the summit of Twin is a massive 1,100-foot gain in only 0.7 miles. Uh, the terrain is incredibly difficult, uh, massive boulders, loose rock, tricky areas that makes you uh, take a couple seconds to figure out what you'll do next. You know, you got to look and be like, okay, should I go over here? Is this too difficult to do? This is shorter, but this part will be kind of like a switchback little area. So it was crazy, crazy area to hike up. Halfway up the trail, the trail had to be rerouted due to a root of a tree falling off that used to be a climber's like pitched uh, to hold yourself and pull yourself up. The tree root fell down and it made the area probably like a 10 foot flat, flat climb. That was crazy. Um, the section was equipped later on by metal rungs to climb it, to help climbers climb it up and down. Uh, this, this caused a great massive controversy on social media. And there was, there was talk all over the place about it. It was crazy time. But a person went up and cut the rungs off to make the section almost impossible to climb again. So the DEC rerouted the trail and made it still a very difficult, and it definitely kept its name of being part of Devil's Path. I really do like that hike, but there's several times that I've gone up there uh, that I've, I've guessed, I second guessed. I'm like, wow, this is difficult. This is uh, this is crazy. <laughs> I've always, you know, I've done it many times with my friends and solo. So, but. Once again, I still go back. So if you're gonna you're gonna do this way, start at the Roaring Kill parking area, follow the blue trail to the junction of Twin Mountain and Sugarloaf, take a left at the junction on the red trail and start your journey up one of the most difficult heights in the Catskills. Definitely lives up to his name of Devil's Path. It'll slow you down, uh, hopefully, because I hope you're not flying through that. Actually, a guy just set the fastest known time, I think, uh, on Devil's Path just recently. So it's really, really crazy. I, I love this approach. It brings you right up to the, the second twin summit of twin, which is the higher peak, but you still don't miss out on the other side because it's one of the greatest views in the Catskills. To me, it's the best view in the Catskills. Blows every other one away. I love that area. So check out, once again, Twin Mountain Western approach is crazy difficult. Another uh, difficult hike that you can take on and challenge uh, is the southern approach to Catterskill High Peak. So we all know Catterskill High Peak has a couple different approaches. The most common definitely comes from the Catterskill High Peak area 
follows a, a road up and meets up with a, a trail. Do you do the fork to Huckleberry Point and the Catterskill area? And then you come to the god-awful, miserable snowmobile trail. And the snowmobiles trail X goes west and east along a Catterskill High Peak. Horrible area. It's disgusting. It's horrible. Everybody hates it. And then you can go to the north side of Catterskill High Peak and climb that steep area, which is still pretty crazy. But there's a more interesting approach that involves a shitload more nettles <laughs> and a great short, super steep approach to the famous Hurricane Ledge. So after you go on the blue trail for over three miles and meeting up with a snowmobile trail, hikers uh, usually uh, will usually take the herb path up the north side of KHP and summit from there. But this approach from the south brings on a totally different feeling. After bushwhacking through what they call Indian Camp and taking a left turn on the snowmobile trail, you'll go through an interesting debris field of plane crash. Pay your respects, please. Do not touch anything. Do not move anything. People have perished in the plane crashes and the cat skills, and we want to keep it like the way it was. Leave no trace. After that, you're on the own on your own with a massive amount of nettles. This nettles, this area is dreadful approach when it comes to nettles, especially in the high spike of the summer season. They can be as far as like three or four feet high horrible area of course it's a snowmobile trail so nobody maintains it so mud everywhere nettles everywhere it's crazy i would have to say overall the nettles are worse than the actual climb that's probably what makes it the most difficult is the horrible nettles after around 0.8 miles in the sea of nettles you'll have to take a right turn on the herd path uh, the herd pack might not be that obvious but it's there do your research on some other sites to get the approximate location. Some people might have GPS locations. A couple of years ago, my friend and I went up there. Uh, my friend John and I went up there and a massive Karen used to spot the exact place from which you should turn. This Karen was the least six feet tall. It was massive and it was dismantled. I don't know if it was done professionally by the DEC or if it was done illegally by, I mean, it was already illegal. I ain't going to kick over a six, out, six uh, foot Karen, but Maybe we don't know who did it. It was just disappeared one day. So it was really crazy. After you take your right hand's turn, you'll start gaining elevation a little bit. And then not even a quarter mile in, you'll start gaining some massive elevation. And two tenths of a mile, you gain nearly 600 feet. The further you go up and the steeper it gets. The last 50 feet or so involves some serious climbing, like almost like scrambling basically towards the top. It basically involves scrambling. So be careful. Make sure you have great footwear and traction so that you do not slip because this is a very slippery area also. And uh, once again, please take on this approach if you're an experienced hiker because this is a, a crazy approach, especially in the winter. In the winter, it's actually freaking horrible. So yeah, and it's also, once again, you want to be safe here because this is unforgiving if an accident happens. Uh, you are a long way from away from any sort of help. So once again, be safe, take it slow enjoy the hike. So after the scrambling, you will arrive right on the beautiful hurricane ledge and hurricane ledge is really what it means. Actually a massive storm in the fifties cleared the area and made the beautiful viewpoint that it is today. Uh, winds were exceeding over hundred miles an hour, blew those trees off, ripped the roots out. And now it's just a grassy knoll that has one of the best views in the Catskills. Great place to stop. Take your breath before you summit Catterskill high peak. And, uh, once again, Southern approach, very, very fun. I find this a great fun hike, but it's also very dangerous because if you slip and fall, 
there's no forgiving right there because you're just going to fall and hit more and more rocks. Yeah. Um, another reason why I like that approach is because it's definitely, it's a little different. I mean, it involves a little bit of bushwhacking and a little bit of, and of trails. I mean, it's well-worn in at times, sometimes the nettles might cover the, the herd path, but you never know. You never ever know, but I have a great time going up. It always will go up it again, brings you right to the hurricane ledge, and then you can go summit, enjoy the day. So another crazy hike that I think is one of the most dangerous and uh, craziest in the Catskills is the Eastern side of Blackhead mountain. So the Eastern side of Blackhead mountain uh, poses definitely multiple threats. Not only is it super steep and a slippery climb in the summer in the spring and winter, it can be very deadly. The Eastern side of Blackhead receives very little sun. Uh, it's facing Northeast also. So the sun rises on the side of it, never really touches the Eastern part. The snow and ice stick there a little bit longer. But when the snow and ice melts, it freezes very quickly and makes a massive sheet of ice from the top all the way to the bottom where it flattens out near the Batavia Kill Lean to. Uh, its steepness is also a threat. Uh, right after you get to the Batavia Lean Till, you start gaining an elevation and it feels like it doesn't stop. God, it's just massive rocks, slippery rocks, wet rocks, dirt, anything try to stop you from going up this way. In around a mile, it gains over a thousand feet in elevation. It's crazy steep. The further up you go, the steeper it gets. And also the trees get thinner. So that means there's more ice and snow. So if you're going up in the, in the winter, remember proper gear, any gear, proper gear for throughout the whole year is, is needed. Also Blackhead Mountain is where a hiker lost its life in a snowstorm in 2010. I had a previous episode with two rangers that were involved in the search and rescue of that hiker and another fellow hiker that was on the trail so if you want to listen to that check it out it's very interesting very crazy story that the rangers had to deal with so to get there from the big hollow parking lot follow the red trail to the trail junction and take the yellow trail to the blue trail which is also the escarpment trail from there it takes you to the summit of blackhead and the massive gain that it involves uh, the hike from the parking lot to the summit around 2.4 miles. Now you can usually go there and back like always, or you can make it a loop. You can go up to the summit and then descend down to the Lockwood Gap and then go from the Lockwood Gap to the parking area. Awesome loop hike. Uh, I've done it several times with my friend and my wife. Uh, she enjoyed the eastern side of the of Blackhead Mountain, which is pretty crazy because it was super steep and we had to take our time. So she got to rest a little bit more, but once again, crazy, super hard hike uh, that is also very dangerous. Once again, especially in the winter, it is insanely dangerous and it is a very crazy hike, but Blackhead Mountain is awesome. It's just a very fun mountain. Yeah. So on to the next one. And I believe this is the last one. Let me check my notes. Yeah, it looks like it's the last one. Uh, Wittenberg and Cornell. Now, a lot of people underestimate these two mountains. I think because mostly the distance, uh, they underestimate it. They think eight miles is just a little measly eight miles, but it's not. Near the top, Wittenberg has some crazy steep areas. And doing it both in a day can also be difficult if you're not used to hiking because of the distance. Uh, it's close to nine miles and a total elevation gain of around 2,500 feet. Uh, the, the view at the top of worth it, of course, I mean, I've everybody seen a picture of Wittenberg, uh, the view on Wittenberg, it is 
amazing, fascinating, beautiful, one of the best in the Catskills. Uh, but it definitely is a crazy hike. This hike is also where people are the least prepared. And uh, last year, I believe it was last year, they had two helicopter rescues. Uh, I believe we were called out on that. We didn't have to go up because they airlifted them out with a helicopter. The good thing was they were prepared hikers. They just had unfortunate accidents and they had to be airlifted out. So that definitely shows that it's a difficult one that even the hiking prepared hiking people have a difficult time on this. So you start off going over the beautiful Woodland Creek and uh, right after that, it starts gaining an elevation instantly but it's not that bad. Uh, in the beginning, it's moderate. Uh, after about a half a mile, it becomes very easy and flat. Definitely are some sections. And if I remember in the middle of that, when you're on the flat section going through a, a pine or boreal forest, that uh, they're very poorly marked. It's wide open, poorly marked. So you could get lost, but just if you meander around that ledge, you'll come right back to the, uh, the trail. So um, yeah, after the trail junction, goes over to Terrace Mountain Lean-To and Terrace Mountain, um, the trail becomes very difficult. Uh, to me, some of these section uh, definitely rivals the Devil's Path. Actually, I would say it can be just as difficult, if not more, at times. Uh, a couple section involves some short scrambles, which is really crazy. I underestimated this when I first did it. Uh, I started very, well, actually, my friend Travis and I, we started later in the day. I mean, we got out before it started getting dark, but it was a very long hike. That was a great time because we were hiking in jeans and khakis. Love those times, man. Extra pockets were wicked. So one, the one time I went solo, it was a beautiful day. Beautiful, awesome day. Stunning. 70 degrees, sunny and stuff. There's two guys ahead of me. One guy up on the, the short section of the scrambling area. And he turned around to see me and he slipped and fell about five feet and hit his head on a root or a rock or something. So I, of course I sprinted up, helped him out. He had a little blood. He wasn't hurt too bad. And I have a feeling that the guy that was with him was a guide. Um, he patched him up later. I was up on the summit and he came up with a patch on his head. And then he started talking on his freaking cell phone about business. And I was just like, man, this guy just needs to shut the hell up. But yeah, he ruined everything at the top and, you know, scared the living shit out of me when he fell and could have hit his head and got really serious injury that we had to haul him out, haul him out. So um, it says on different places here that uh, online that this hike wouldn't not be recommended for children. I mean, I wouldn't recommend it for him because of the distance, but then you got people like Luna who freaking destroy everything and destroy me. Basically, Luna and Jason, uh, if you don't know about Luna, search her up on Catskill Trail Conditions. Crazy story. She's super duper young and completed, I believe, at the age of four. It's freaking insane. She's awesome. But hopefully I'll have her on here sometime, maybe a little bit later when she's got more courage to talk online. But we all know from either ourselves or pictures that the ledge atop of Wittenberg Mountain has a stunning view. I've used the Ashokan Reservoir and off the left, it has a view of uh, Devil's Path. Probably besides uh, besides Giant Ledge, it's one of the most well-known pictures taken in the Catskills, one of well-known spots. Everybody sees it on Instagram. And then once again, it's, it's Instagram famous. So then people just think they can hike it in, in tennis shoes. And it's just a onesie, easy peasy hike, but it's not, it really isn't. Um, 
cool part about this hike is the hike from Wittenberg to Cornell is very unique and stunning. Some people call it the Bruins Causeway uh, due to high traffic of bears that follow it. It's a lot of bear poop and bear uh, prints all over the mud up there. It's a beautiful section. Uh, it's narrow, very narrow when you walk on there. It actually feels really cool that it, it didn't have the the trees on there. You would follow, you basically feel like you were climbing up in the Canadian Rockies or something. Uh, varies like 10 to 50 feet wide. It's pretty neat. And just before you reach good old Cornell Mountain, you will come to the famous Cornell Crack. Cornell Crack is very cool and unique. Most people like to take their pack off to climb the V-shaped wedge. It's a big, massive two rocks that are kind of wedged in together. But uh, most of the time, without the ice and the, and the rain, it's very grippy. So you can kind of wedge yourself in with your hands and your feet and wedge yourself up and then pull yourself up to the top. I have a video of my friend Travis uh, doing it. When we climb back in jeans and khaki days, love those days, um, the Rocky is, is actually very is larger than than pictures can can show it. I never found it to be very difficult at all. They say it's one of the most difficult spots in the Catskills, but it's not. Of course, taller people will find it easier than shorter people. Anybody can climb it. I've seen people climb this. I mean, Luna did it probably, but your dad probably threw her up to the top. She landed like Spider-Man, but it's a really cool and unique area. Don't bypass it because that is part of the trail. So just try to get yourself up in the winter. A lot of people put rope on the top, which, which is not good. You know, we no trace, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, we don't want a rescue going on up there in the winter. So in the winter, you'll definitely need your micro spikes or crampons to get up that part. And uh, if there's enough snow, definitely bypass it if you're not feeling comfortable. Great, awesome hike. I mean, if you haven't been on Wittenberg Cornell, it's, it's one of the best hikes in the Catskills. It gives you a bunch of everything. It gives you the beautiful creek that you cross over, nice flat sections of pine, and then the crazy steep climbing, beautiful views. Definitely one of my favorite hikes, as, as always, as is anything else in the Catskills. They're all my favorite hikes, but definitely one of the craziest, dangerous uh, hikes in the Catskills, one of the hardest hikes in the Catskills. So hopefully uh, you guys agree with me. Twin Mountain Western Approach, crazy steep crazy difficult with scrambles and slippery rocks and everything like that involved um catterskill high peak southern approach awesome super steep awesome scrambling but also at the same time it is very wet and very nettleish i freaking hate those nettles you also we also talked about eastern side of blackhead crazy super steep very very short length but massive uh gain um and then also because of the where it faces it's also very very slippery and a lot of rocks and scrambles and stuff like that so also wittenberg and cornell underestimated mountain love it great hike awesome time it gives you everything so yeah so that is a, a quick this is a little quick episode i'm like 37 minutes in right now so yeah thank you guys uh for listening i like the i like to thank the donors thank you guys very much for donating i really appreciate it uh it warms my heart up um warms my heart up thank everyone who is listening appreciate it really do hopefully you'll like the show check out all the other shows check out all the other episodes i have some really good stuff and i got some really boring stuff too so hopefully this one was important subscribe on any platform look me up on facebook instagram and twitter i have a website as well if you have the time shoot me a review on spotify or apple 
podcast or whatever platform you use. So once again, thanks for listening, guys. Have a good night. Peace.